0: Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Charlie's Angle. I am your host, Charlie Crable, and with me as always is my co-host, producer, and show sponsor, Jeff Pitcher. Hello there. Hey, so um, I just wanted to quickly just update you guys. I'm really sorry that we weren't able to do um, an episode last week. I have been dealing with a uh, pinched nerve in my back, and it's it's been going on for a while. I don't want to get into a big sob story, but it, you know, I got into a bad car accident in 2019, it, my back's never really been right since, and it just, you know, it's starting to aggravate it. So, last week it was a cha- would have been a challenge for me to sit here and stay focused on a show. We, you know, we realize that we've got a core group of listeners out there that we appreciate you very much, and I'm kind of big a little bit on the quality of it. And if I'm going to be sitting here, you know, in all kinds of pain and focusing on that, you know, it's not, I'd rather like scrap the show for the week and. Just come back and do it again.
1: In the short story of that is that uh, Charlie has one nerve left, and I get on it every week. Yes. He just didn't want to be here.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was just like, oh, God, what can you, what excuse can I come up with? <laughs> that will sound legit. But anyways, I'm really glad to be back. We've got some stuff to talk about quickly. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, Charlie's Angle 1776 at gmail.com. You can email us there with your questions, concerns, uh, cookie recipes, lasagna recipes, and I think maybe... Smoked brisket,
1: smoked brisket, yeah. And yo, know, if we get those recipes, I will share um, my uh, loaded uh, potato soup recipe. Awesome. So send them in. To be be fair, the first time it was good. The second time it was horrible. Well, the third time
0: could be the charm here. So it We'll take any and all communications and everything like that. So, you know, you can also find us on Facebook. We're also asking you guys that if you really like the show or just want other people, you know, to hear it, help us grow the audience a little bit, share it out. Uh, We usually have the first episode up. I mean, it's the Tuesdays that we usually – you know, record and we'll have it right up online, you know, later this afternoon. So we'll be able to share that out all this week. Um, so give it a listen and we just thank you for hanging out with us. So, anyways, one of the things that we've always advertised the show as being is, you know, the, we're we're two libertarian guys who have very libertarian views on things. You know, you know, we were, you know, all in on Joe Jorgensen for her campaign this year. And, you know, we get so caught up a lot of times in the current Events and we can't help it because they're worth talking about. But, like, as we talk right now, I mean, the election is pretty much all of it over. We know that Joe Biden has won. There's no way that. Unless the Supreme Court does something really, really, really surreal, there's no way that he's going to over get the results overturned. Yeah, no. It's 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 so, over.
1: It's it's over with. Joe Biden will be the president. Everyone, just calm down and put your hats away. I mean,
0: the memes are only going to get danker from here. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it's amazing. I
0: mean, you know, everybody's excited for this because this is going to be you know real. You think Trump was fun to meme? Wait till wait for Biden. But
1: you know, wait so, until Trump gets his own show on Fox yeah. and wait for those memes. It's got to happen. Oh, absolutely. Fox would be so dumb to not do that
0: i know he's well and actually they're talking about him still being the face of the republican party for the next four years that's
1: they're, a terrible idea i think it's a horrible idea like, Be- g- get Mitt romney or something if the democrats can drag someone out of the grave like biden let's yeah. let's drag out romney or something or, or there, someone who actually can uh, talk in
0: complete sentences He kind of is a republican yeah i mean yeah. But we don't want to – You know what? We're not Republicans. We're not Democrats. You know what? Yeah. Fuck it.
1: They can have them.
0: <laughs> you, can, you can have anybody you want. But what I really wanted to talk about is that I was looking at the results and I was digging into some of the numbers and everything like that. And you know, as a as a libertarian as we are, you know, I really think that I've got a couple of ideas. This is one of the things that we've joked about of doing episodes of Charlie Crable fixes the world. You know, here and I just wanted to talk a little bit about the Libertarian Party and they I've I've been thinking about what they need to do going forward here because even though. Joe Jorgensen had a bigger impact on this race than people realize. And you know, and I think that you wait till you see the results here and you'll see what I'm talking about because I think that right now, if the Libertarian Party starts right now and starts building its national voice right now for 2024, they can really, really, really get themselves a lot more exposure and their their voice is going to be a lot more be, or better heard and people will be a lot more clear about what the party is all about. If you just, we got to start hammering it, hammering it. Start right now. Don't wait until the election. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, handpick one person and put that person up as a candidate we want to see you know lots of people running lots of ideas being shared but because a third party particularly like the libertarian party is already against the you know behind the eight ball by a lot going into this they don't have the funding they don't have the media coverage they don't have any
1: we'll be we'll be worse off in the next the next national election cycle yeah
0: because we got booted off most of the ballots you know so not saying that the libertarians can't, won't be on the ballot, but they're basically going to have to petition off the have to fight states. for it
1: each time yeah. instead of just being on it.
0: Yeah, they're going to have to fight for it this time. This is why I think it's important to start now. Yep. Start now because actually, what can really affect it in the individual states is gubernatorial races. If you get an X percentage in a gubernatorial race, your party is on there. That's how Larry Sharp got the libertarians on the New Yorks So we got 22, 2022 coming up. Cuomo's up for re election. That'd be a good time to actually get you know, build on that state level, you know, I'll get a lot more exposure for a libertarian on there because that could start building the profile, put pressure. I think a libertarian can put pressure on both sides.
1: Yeah. Is um, is there still talk of Cuomo being named? Anything? I don't. I don't, no, I don't think. I think that was just maybe he's too important, and they would want to leave him in New York. Well, he's—I mean, he—he—he he, he gets
0: away with blaming the entire pandemic on Donald Trump. Well, yeah. I mean, and and taking no responsibility whatsoever. I mean, the guy's going to win an Emmy for killing old people.
1: Thirty thousand ish, right? Is that yeah, what it is? thirty-one thousand. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. But you know, so... also his acting wasn't even that good. It,
0: it really, really, yeah. really. And whoever
1: wasn't... the writer was, man, fire those writers.
0: Fire, you know. I mean, and I, maybe it's time to recast that role of the <laughs> just governor. wasn't
1: believable. You know, it—it it, um, there was a. a A lot of, um, uh, wow, oh, man, there's a term and I can't find it. Suspension of disbelief.
0: Ah, yes. Like, like
1: I really had to suspend a lot to believe what he was saying. Oh,
0: absolutely. You you know what? I have a harder time... Finding the fakeness in pro wrestling that I oh, yeah. do. <laughs>
1: Ryan Johnson, who did Star Wars Episode 8, could have done a better job with those morning briefs. Absolutely. I'm, done, I'm, done. And, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah,
0: we, maybe we'll have a less Jedi because I haven't, I, think, I haven't
1: seen you in a week, so I haven't been able to make any dumb jokes to you.
0: Oh, no. And I'm loving every minute of it. So, you know, but I just, you know, I really think that this is a great opportunity here. And I I would like to just, you know, talk to you, my fellow libertarians out there or people who are interested in, you know, maybe a third wave of American politics and policy and everything like this. So, just a little bit bit Of you know, some stats and some numbers to take a look here. Um, you know, right now the Libertarian Party has a national registration of about 610,000 people, and it is the third largest party behind the Democrats and the Republicans. This is something that should be of note is that this last election there were more than a dozen Libertarian Party candidates. Elected to various posts. These are now like at the, their local level, the state level. I mean, some state reps won. There were some like city council seats things like that, but they, they won. And what I found interesting was that five of them were in California. Hmm. Which was crazy. You know, you had two in Florida, one in Louisiana, Maine, two in Michigan, one in Minnesota, and one each in Tennessee, Virginia, and Wyoming.
1: You do have that like Northeastern California conservative pocket. You really do. So that's not that surprising. And generally,
0: Orange County is a big libertarian bastion because. Mm. I worked for a a newspaper that was owned by Freedom Communications at that time, and it was a libertarian company, and their flagship paper was the Orange County Register. So, I mean, you do get that there. But, you know, I mean, but when I looked at that and I was like, boy, it's not really concentrated in just one region of the country. I mean, you're literally, you know, going from Maine to California and and in between here. Um, But, you know, these dozen are joining also that I, I didn't realize there was this many, but there are 211 people registered libertarians who hold elected posts at various I didn't think it was that high and when I was looking at the list of the candidates who were running in a lot of these races there were I, there were hundreds of candidates who were running I mean it was like they were putting themselves on every ballot locally and stuff like that And I thought it was great you know and I mean so we're, we're looking already um, hang on we're just adjusting the mic here a little bit sorry but um, you know so anyway so that's a lot of people hang on So the one thing that I also found that was quite uh, interesting – well, not quite interesting. One thing to note is that uh, there is a libertarian in Congress, uh, Justin Amash. What he did is he switched his party registration um, after he just basically had enough of the Republican Party. He is leaving at the end of his term, but I don't think that this is going to be the last we hear of him at all.
1: Interesting that he's leaving at the end of his term uh he's a uh, he's sort of the deciding factor in some things cuz he's in the middle of the two the biggest spread we've ever seen yeah. in congress
0: and 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 the thing is is that he's already been showing willingness to you know work across the aisles and stuff like that i mean him and uh alexander cortez i mean we're working on you know air, you know things about ending ending qualified immunity and increased you know police accountability and stuff well, like that at
1: least one democrat wants to
0: well yeah i mean at <laughs> least one you know Black Lives Matter until it actually matters, but that's a long. <laughs> I, I, I the amount of mental gymnastics that I hear from people saying that the Democratic Party is better for races than the Republican is ridiculous. They're
1: but probably we, about even.
0: It's about even is right. So, anyways, so we've got, you know, he switched parts. So, I mean, the thing is, is that the Libertarians do have a presence on a lot of the, and we actually have, you know, our county uh, Libertarian Party chairman is elected member of the city water board. It's still an elected position. It's just still a. You know, I mean, the name is getting in there. We're going to talk a little bit about later about what this can mean. But I want to actually also talk about Joe Jorgensen's now impact that she had. And this is why I really think these numbers are very telling. So she got about 1.8 million votes, which was 1.2% of the popular vote, which doesn't sound like a lot. And it wasn't enough to reach the threshold to guarantee the party, you know, automatic ballot access. However, what you should, you know, and Gary Johnson had like, 4 million votes in 2016 yeah, he, he hit
1: close to 3 I think yeah he had
0: close to 3 but Jorgensen scored the most amount of votes while she was in a race where that also featured the incumbent president usually mm. because the the it, when you have an incumbent president yeah. it becomes such a two way thing
1: yeah without but, an incumbency people are like well we're g- changing everything anyway why not change it all up yeah The world was on fire this year. This was the year to change it all up. This
0: was the time to change it on they went status quo, but I mean, but the thing was is that it was all or nothing. It was like we have to have Trump or we have to have Biden and that's it. I mean, it was just like you can't do, you know, both. But she had a bigger impact on this race than most people are gonna realize. I'm Mm. gonna show and actually she had a big impact on a lot of states that Biden flipped which is crazy. Yeah. Here. So anyway, so we're going to look at them right now. So we'll talk about Wisconsin. Trump won Wisconsin in 2016 by a really razor thin margin. I mean, just very, very, very close. The state flipped to Biden. He beat Trump by a little more than 20,000 votes. Joe Jorgensen got 38,000 votes. So there's that gap right there. Okay. Which flips it back to Biden almost identical to what happened in 2016 between the two major party candidates. But you know, that was in the battleground. That flipped it back. Trump won big in Georgia in 2016 and Joe Biden got it flipped because it was he won by 13,000 votes and Jorgensen had tw- more than 62,000 votes in in Georgia. Boom, another one that just gets flipped because of it. Arizona. Trump won Arizona without breaking a sweat in 2016. Biden wins it with this year with a 12,000 vote lead. George Jorgensen had won more than 51,000 votes out there. Now I'm not gonna. There's. A, I'm gonna go back just quickly about Arizona. Trump was gonna have problems in Arizona anyway because he was enemies of the McCains and they run Arizona out there. So and they were
1: being. You gotta love the meme. I know you. You must have shared it. What? It was. Um- it was like, I like people who don't lose Arizona. Oh, yeah. It was just, just it John's should, profile, yeah.
0: It really was. But, I mean, that was like the ultimate revenge from the McCains. But, they, you know, but the thing is, is that that had an impact. Pennsylvania, Biden flipped it back. He beats Trump by 61,000 votes there, which was about the same as how much Trump beat Hillary Clinton. Jo- Jorgensen gets 79,000 votes in there. There's that gap again right mm-hmm. there. So, look, I mean, those are – if you really, really want to know – Part of the reason why Joe Biden won this election, it's right here. It's it's
1: it's, it's also safe to say that, and you may have this in your notes mm-hmm. later on. Uh, th- it's safe to say that um, more of the people that voted for Joe would have come from the Republican side than the Democratic side. Oh, absolutely, because they wanted Trump out so badly they would not risk losing. So all of these. Maybe not all of them, but like a good chunk, of, a majority of these Jorgensen votes came from people that might have voted for Trump in the last one.
0: And, and that's exactly how I see it because you're looking at – when I'm analyzing the numbers here, that's exactly what I'm – because the thing is it wasn't – I mean, first of all, Trump didn't flip any red state or blue state red. He just – you know, he didn't flip any. Biden's the one who flipped it. But I mean, you look at all of those states right there that were red, 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 right there. Trump wins the election, probably an electoral college landslide Mm -hmm. if he keeps all of those states again. Um, Michigan, I'm going to say the gap was a little bit wider. The Jorgensen didn't you know, you know, really to have much to do with that. But again, that was a really small margin. So that was where everything counted. And you know, I, I hate to burst the bubble of the Biden people out there, but your no, guy No, won no you do not No, you don't hate, I, you don't
1: hate bursting their bubble. No,
0: I'd like to burst their bubbles. It's actually really <laughs> fun because don't get it twisted. Biden won because they were voting against Trump, not for your guy. Yeah. Okay. Let, let, if you can at least be honest about that, Maybe we could get somewhere, but that's really what happened. You know what? As much as the Democrats misunderstood and misread Trump voters in 2016, the same, they did it again on the Republican side. They miscounted how much of the anti-Trump sentiment was there, and it was huge.
1: Oh, yeah. So oh, it yeah. was
0: huge. So, I mean, but so but she did have a big impact on it. So we're going to look at this, you know, and what does this all mean? So, and I do mention this, the numbers of the bub that shows that the thousands of people who vote, likely voted for Trump in 2016 weren't willing to do it again. I'm guessing that in, like, Michigan and, like, some states' pro- votes actually probably shifted to Biden from that. Yes. But, and I'm not going to say that, the you know, Jorgensen had that, you know, the be-all, end-all. But, I mean, it was, you know, many chose Jorgensen over both.
1: Yeah, he would have won. He would have won without Jorgensen in that one, but it was—it's still a—it was still a number that shows that people still don't like both sides. Well, no, I mean, and it, it's very clear here, and so,
0: and but here's the other thing that I found: we have six hundred and ten thousand registered libertarians right now in the last count here. Joe Jorgensen picked up one point eight million votes, you know, nationwide, which means even if we're going to assume that every single Registered libertarian voted in this election, which statistically I'm saying it's not, that's not going to happen. I'm, my guess is that you probably are almost half and half of libertarian party voters and either independents or registered with one of the major two two major parties still voting on the libertarian line here because she got more votes than there are actual libertarians in this country. Now I know that a lot of people like we have been are lowercase libertarians and tend to be independent. and Or you have a lot of Republicans who will identify as, you know, lowercase libertarians, you know, right. like Massey and Mike Lee and Rand Paul, those guys, you know, yeah. so,
1: but, um, like they're Republicans so they can have the power of the party if they need it. Exactly. But they're, Begun to their head, they're libertarians.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And they will they will choose that over everything. But again, I'm starting to see right now that there's a there's a prime opportunity for the Li- libertarian party here. And I think that the one thing that they really need to start doing right now is that they need to start forcing its way into the conversation. You've got so much at you know, you you have so many resources just with social media, online presence, podcasts, you know, the, the YouTube channels, that type of thing that, I mean, you've got to really, it, I don't see a whole lot of party unity. Libertarians spend so much time accusing the other person of not being a real libertarian that they lose, you know.
1: Yeah, like, I'm not really against the government safety net, and that kind of pisses a lot of libertarians off. I would love to not need one. But right. but right now, since the government is getting involved with everything else, that government safety net has to be here.
0: But that's also a situation that was not in our control. It was you yeah, know, the government. This is like the government causing it.
1: Yeah, so, if, if the governor hadn't shut down my industry, I would not need to be on unemployment. Exactly. Yes.
0: So it's like, you know, stimulus response, stimulus. You know, it's just that's what happens. But you know what? I, I hate that because, you know, what the thing is, is that I don't I don't see eye to eye with the. Main libertarian platform on every single thing that they have. I mean, I I choose them because for the most part, that's how I identify my position with social issues, economic issues, that's domestic foreign policy, right? You know, all that. In an, in in an overall, there are specific aspects to that I'm not.
1: What's one? What's one that you're not one hundred percent for? If you, if you can like narrow it down quick.
0: Um, it, it's actually the open borders immigration. Mm. Um, I and this is just real quick. I don't have a problem, you know, and I actually think that we should. Sounds like
1: you're racist to me. Well, it
0: really is more just like (laughs) I would like to. I would like to see more border patrol age, more bodies on the border, right? Because you're having there's just it's it's almost impossible to keep an eye on it. You're stupid if you're not going to try to really keep bad people out of your country, even though most people who get in, you know, are not going to harm this country probably
1: 99% I would easily yeah. say
0: that but then I also look at you know it sometimes only takes one or two guys to cause a whole lot I mean you had 19 people on nine eleven that killed 3,000 people in minutes I'm it's, but like, I'm not, I'm more for border, stricter border security, but making the path to citizenship easier. Yes. But it's more just to keep an eye on. But I don't like the open borders thing. That's pretty, you know, I think the libertarians are a little bit too open borders on this. Yeah. And like, it's
1: like, let people in, make sure they're, <laughs> let, let them come in, yes. make sure they're not terrorists. Yeah. And then let them become citizens or cartels. And I mean, here, come yeah. on in. You can go to work. Cartels are kind of terrorists. Yeah. They are. Although, yeah. at the same time, like, if, if we if we stopped the war on drugs cartels wouldn't really need to mule people in here.
0: There's no need for a cartel anymore. Therefore, no violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: or... I'm 100% uh, down with ending the war on drugs. Uh
0: yeah, yeah. Especially because I'm okay with calling drugs the winner of it because it was always going to win.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So you know, so this is what. But you know, and and what we're getting at here is like you know you you know take a coordinated response to every policy decision made in Washington. When the, when Joe Biden decides to keep the kids in cages that his boss built, while they're you know. Trump was the only one who did that, but anyways, when Biden keeps the migrant kids in cages, the Libertarian Party should be smacking him up over side of the head. When you know either through you know press releases, tweets, you know Facebook, you know whatever they need to do, they need to come out and just have that response to every single thing. If Washington comes out with a thing about the migrant kids, you got to come out with your position on it. If the court is looking to overturn, you know, you know, gay marriage, which. I don't really think it's going to happen. I think that's a fear tactic that's coming that's not going to get overturned, but it doesn't matter. If it happens to come up to an issue, you have to you know, get out in front of it, let people know what it is that you think that's the part of the problem that we're looking in here, is that where there's a lot of misconceptions about the Libertarian Party, and I think that you could use this time to actually use it to educate independent voters, or voters who are disillusioned with, you know, either the Democrats or the Republicans, and I gotta tell you I know you guys are out there, I hear it from you guys, I've heard it for years there's a lot of people who are just basically at this point of just saying F it, throwing up their hands, and not caring, they're disengaging, but you know there's a lot on our you know on our our platform that should be appealing to them and actually you know what this is because I we have a friend of my youngest kid he's been staying with us and we were talking you know politics and stuff like that and he was he, you know he's gen Z it just turned 18 and everything and he he was like you know what I heard you you know talking about Jorgensen a lot and she's like he's like I looked at her platform and I was like I wish I kind of knew about her beforehand because Like, it's like everything that she stands for, she's like, he's like, I'm cool with that. You know, I mean, and so, you know, I. but the thing is, is that we let these two parties, you know, categorize, you know, pigeonhole us into like thinking that, you know, we favor pedophilia and slave labor. You know, we don't favor that kind of stuff. You know, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that
1: becomes harming your neighbor. Yeah. that's, 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 what Yeah.
0: It's, yes. You don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. I mean, that's pretty much, mm-hmm. you know. And when you look at it, you, you know, on the surface, that's how every decision is made by the Libertarian Party. It's not saying the absence of government; it's saying that we don't need yeah, as much ha- of it in our lives. There will be a
1: government. We're a, we're trying to elect someone to it. Yes, <laughs> there I, will be a government. There will be a government. Yeah.
0: I mean, you get you we're just not,
1: can't. We're not all anarchists. Some of us, some libertarians, are more anarchists than they are. And I'll admit that there are a couple of
0: places where I kind of find myself drifting over to that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like, sure. Sure. well and you know what because I think that this year has been at least for the this generation is the first time that they've really seen the daily it widespread daily impact of government interference in their lives because oh, the government time. stopped every you know I, I, I'm just saying in my lifetime I, I've never experienced anything like this I know that there's been you know dribs and drabs on certain issues like you co- correctly called me out on with the gun owners and the sure. safe act and stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that you know that has the impact And I'm saying like you're seeing right now the widespread because it's affecting everybody, everybody. now because
1: that only affected gun owners. Before.
0: No. It, yeah. I mean it, it's it's affecting everybody. I mean, it's affecting people's ability. and so they're like looking at this and saying, wow. I don't know if I really like this kind of involvement by the government. I mean, and I think that you're actually seeing it. we even like with as of the longer that this COVID stuff goes on. I think you're, I think you're seeing more of them that are just saying, you know what, we've had enough of this. Okay. What more do we need to do? You know, w- you know, people are just kind of getting tired of it. They're ready to start living their own lives and the government's not letting to do it. And I'm thinking, you know what, this would be really great if people, you know, finally realize that part of the problem is,
1: should the government blank?
0: You know, the answer should be no. No. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, it's just like. Should the government protect its citizens? Yes. yes. Should the government protect, I would say, our borders? Yes. yes. Which is where we kind of differ on the mainstream li- yep. Libertarian Party. There's no way completely open borders would even fly. Even most Democrats aren't okay with complete no. open borders. um That's ridiculous. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, that's the whole thing is like, you <laughs> should know the
1: what? government? I'm going to stop you right there. Yes.
0: <laughs> The answer is going to be no almost every single time. But so anyway, so I'm like, I want to, you know, if you put up these, if you if you get this stuff out there and another way that actually they can build their stuff in the national audience is I like the idea of building the party from the ground up. I like the fact that there are more libertarians getting in the race for local seats, city councils, water boards, county executives, district attorneys, water, you know, you know, any th- boards of education, even though those are usually nonpartisan, you know, or whatever. But, you know, and I'm like, keep that going. I think they need to continue to put up candidates anywhere that they can on a local thing. Fill, get Basically get in every ring possible. And there, there's a reason for this is that party principles can play into more local issues. I mean, one of the things that, you know, plagues local governments and everything like this is that there's a lot of, you know, wasteful spending that goes on. There's a lot of things that they've pigeonholed themselves into because of bad financial decisions or, you know, getting into too much debt and everything like that. I mean, there's there's national libertarian principles that can be put into play on the local level. I mean, I'm going to... If I if I had a perfect world, I would actually say that partisan politics shouldn't even be an issue. It just should be people running for a particular seat because I don't know what the national platform is for the Republicans or the Democrats about filling potholes and picking up garbage, you know. Right. But there's the thing that happens when you put the you putting the party on by putting the party as many ballots as you can and getting involved in every single race. What it does is it's benefiting the party's visibility, and. Now, look at national and statewide candidates are often ignored by the local media, you know, outlets. I worked for a television station during the 2018 gubernatorial race. And, you know, like everybody in the newsroom there was kind of mocking the fact that, like, people would get on, you know, our Facebook page when we did anything about the governor's race and would complain that there was nothing about Larry Sharp. And I'm kind of sitting there going, I'm like, why don't we? And everybody was like, Whatever. They just kind of dismiss him.
1: Yeah. Well, didn't uh I, I saw an article uh, earlier today about um Andrew Yang being like being kind of quieted by MSNBC. Yes during the during the uh the primaries. Yes. look like, oh, they're admitting to it. Or at least a formal a former uh employee. It's, it's, is basically saying and that that's the big surprise. Andrew Yang could have Andrew Yang might have had my vote. You know what? They're, yeah, I got it. He, he, he might have had my vote I got um, it. I would have need I would have needed to have him explain some things before I would like be like yeah okay dude that that freedom dividend actually sounds cool can you make it budget neutral
0: exactly and you know what I mean I honestly, take our bring our, I, bring I, our it,
1: troops home and there's the money if
0: I were a Democrat in this year's I would have voted for Tulsi Gabbard
1: yeah oh, hands down I would
0: and and because it's like you know because that's the one thing I think a misconception that people have is that libertarians are all basically like you know,
1: Republicans who like to smoke weed. but I, that's, that's how we started. Well, I mean, that's how everybody <laughs> Actually, started. I, I was a libertarian before I even looked at weed. That's well, the works for the cops.
0: So. Yeah, so, I mean, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just, you know. Not that I smoke weed. No, never. Never.
0: No. Devil's Lettuce. <laughs>
1: but only where but, it's legal. But
0: you know the thing is, is that I tell people they come surprised that like I actually drifted toward the Libertarian Party from the Democrat side of politics. I was a registered Democrat for
1: years. No, yeah, I was I was close to Tea Party Republican. Like, okay, like close to. So it, we've
0: come to but... the Libertarian, basically from the opposite ends. Yeah, of the and
1: I say close to it because yeah. like I was never about putting gays in jail or whatever. No, I yeah, whatever no, that... that is. I was I was all right with gay people, but everything else. Yeah, was uh was um. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really concerned I'm a constitutional conservative, conservative. Yes. But I'm not anymore. No, no. Um, it's just like- I would love to just have the Constitution, Uh, maybe keep the Constitution, maybe update uh, some of the verbiage to include women, too. That'd be nice.
0: Yeah. You know, but I mean, <laughs> again, the 14th Amendment covers a lot of that because it's equal protection under the law for everybody. It's supposed so, to mean that. Well, it's supposed to mean Maybe that. we
1: should just take the Constitution and the laws we have and enforce and enact them. Before we do anything else to change anything.
0: You know, if we did that, I bet you it would solve a whole lot of problems.
1: That's why I want a smaller government. More efficient, smaller.
0: Which surprises me that they haven't realized that, you know, they had to repeal the uh, prohibition amendment because they realize that prohibition doesn't work how did they know that 100 years ago but still don't know that now it's beyond me but see this is what i mean it's like you know these are the types of issues that should be being discussed now i will say like we we talk about the visibility i will say that the hyper local like your local papers and stuff like that maybe your local radio station if there's a libertarian candidate in the race they're going to get coverage in that it might mean a more limited audience but People are reading the paper or going on their website or listening to the radio and hearing libertarian candidate for X city council seat. That's right. what they're hearing.
1: And the more small-scale victories the Libertarian Party has, the more of that coverage they'll get. And that's effectively what a grassroots movement would be like.
0: And, and that's exactly how you build a movement, really, is that you're yeah. starting in at the ground up and right. you're coming from the local level.
1: Exactly. And the local level, I'm okay with local government being a little bigger than, like— uh, you know, uh, in comparison, percentage-wise to like the federal government, because I I live in a little town called Mayfield, and uh, I live in the village of Mayfield, yeah. and we have a pretty small government, but it's a really efficient government. Our roads kind of got crappy last year, and they just fixed them.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's great. I live in, and the thing is, is that I'm okay with it. But see, here's the thing: like in in my little village of Northville, which is. Oddly enough, north of here. No. <laughs> no way. But you know, it's it's sort of the same. But see, the thing is is that when you're electing people to those positions and those jobs, you are electing like your neighbors or people down yeah. the road, things Yeah. like that. And it's like the thing is is that you know that these guys, they just want to see the same thing for their community mm-hmm. that everybody else does. Yeah. They just and want to see it do well. The,
1: my neighborhood is very Trump heavy. Like yeah. there's a there are two there are two people I know that were like Biden supporters with their flags out. I didn't put anything out this year. Um just I just didn't I didn't either. Um I didn't really want anyone to, you know, steal my signs because it's probably what would have happened. But it's uh like they still want the neighborhood to be in good shape. Yeah. Like they're not gonna not vote for um our current uh town clerk because because she votes for Trump or whatever. Like they li- the- they like her. She does a yeah. great job. That's what um, I
0: mean. It's like, you know what? You gotta if you gotta, you know, like a highway department, instead of like making people bag their leaves, mm-hmm. you just rake them up to the side of the road and they scoop them up. Yep. That's an actually awesome service that my village We have and, to
1: we have to bag them here. Well but, it's, but like but whatever. it's like
0: if they but the thing is is that the taxes aren't so out of control. So obviously I'm like, I don't care. Go ahead and keep that program up. I mean it's a nice service. That it they works offer. and
1: it's 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 all done very efficiently. Garbage pickup here is yeah. very good too.
0: But you know, you know what I see those as? I see that as actually getting a return on your investment. It's like, yeah. okay, we've invested this. I much pay
1: my wood. property taxes, which are considerably low compared to everything they, else they in New really York.
0: They really are. It's you know. Yeah. But so I mean, I'm just like you know. But that's the local control. But I want to get you know. But the hypermedia, hyper local media is going to get you on that ballot. Now, the one thing that I actually see, and I was I was talking about this uh, friend of my youngest, um, you know, who mentioned about the you know the libertarian you know, and wish he knew about it sooner and stuff like that, is that I really do think that there's an opportunity to draw millennials and Gen X voters or Gen Z voters, you know, into the fold. And here's the thing. The Libertarian pretty much Party pretty much sees eye to eye with them on most social issues. And it's really from the standpoint of, and actually it started sort of like with, you know, back when I was like a teenager, I like would talk about like the LBGTQ, you know, rights and stuff like that. You know, I mean, before me, that was like a real big deal. Everybody had to be in the closet, or you were like did, whacked out, wet leather bar underground stuff and everything. Like oh, that. big time subculture. You know, yeah, big came, subculture. But but it really was. Now when I was coming up, and I'm Gen X, so this was like late '80s, early '90s. You know, coming up and everything like that. It was sort of like one of those. People would still make fun of you if yeah. you were like that. You, you there would be still some, some bullying, but most people would just wanted to sort of be like the. Oh, the, not that there's anything wrong with it. You know. Yeah, the,
1: well, like you've got like um. Well, yeah, Freddie Mercury was one of the icons at that point. Yeah, and like nobody, nobody doesn't love Freddie Mercury. Okay, my my, my mom. Okay, some some people, but uh, he's a. Uh, uh, despite, I mean, AIDS is kind of yeah. well, it was a huge problem. It was back a very then. big problem. But like, like yeah, he's gay. Yeah, whatever.
0: And that's really kind of I mean, and Gen X is that's really Gen X's approach really to a lot of issues yeah. and, and that, social issues, and it's that's kind of like
1: gone people. into Gen Z too. It really they, they kind of came, they kind of came up with that just as part of them for, as kids. So that's already part of their um, their default.
0: And, and 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 it's gotten to a point which I'm applauding to a point where like those types of you know things of sexual identity, orientation, whatever, uh, they don't care. It's like just yeah. be who you're going to be. And I'm like, oh, well, the Libertarian yeah. Party is very much. Like, yeah, you know what it is. They're not going to make an issue out of it, so we're not going to spend time on it.
1: <laughs> so uh, there's a show called Shits Creek. Yes, I've heard of it. It is, fan- it's a great show. Uh, Eugene Levy is one of the the main producers on it, and he also stars in it. His son Daniel and it's and so and his daughter. I don't remember her name
0: um yeah but you know, it's a lot of the cast from like the best in show movies and stuff like, i think so yeah it's catherine ca- I think ca- yeah it, catherine yeah. harrison and she oh
1: p- the perfect casting for her she's wonderful it's canadian television too it's, okay so very polite yeah they it's a, it went ran for five seasons or maybe six seasons i guess and they ended it when they wanted to end it and it's done they're, they're done with the show now i've seen the whole thing it's great they built um they built a, like a like a, a pro gay narrative into it without calling any attention to homophobia as if homophobia doesn't exist in that universe at all there was there wasn't even a mention of it and it was a mention of it and it was so awesome it was great
0: Well, and you know what the thing is is that what you're seeing you know and I mean you're you're millennial
1: yeah they, I, I think on that border I call myself an ex genial I had an analog childhood okay uh we had the internet when I was younger but dad had it for work oh okay. and like and it was cl- it was clink.net oh i remember that yeah yeah of course literally
0: operating yeah. out of somebody's back kitchen or something. yeah like, like
1: that. so like we had we had the internet had a computer yeah. but but uh, but i live in upstate new york yeah. like we, the 90s got here in 2004 so yeah that's true i didn't know kurt cobain was dead until i knew about foo fighters that's like how that's how okay um uh, also we know,
0: both also share the same opinion about dave Grohl. by the way
1: <laughs> we really like him really like him. i really don't like his new stuff but that's all right. But he's he still, can he can do whatever the hell he wants, though. Yeah,
0: you know, he's he's fantastic. But you know, what the thing is, is that what 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 the attraction will not will necessarily be is that the libertarian party's approach to that kind of thing is just more like, be who you're <laughs> gonna be. You're, you're gay. It's not cool. An issue. <laughs> and you know what the thing is, Done. is that, like, especially, like, you know, your younger millennials and your Gen Z voters that are now coming up, you know, of the voting age, it's just like, they're worried about being able to pay for college, they're worried about being able to have a job, they're worried about being able to, you know, get affordable healthcare and stuff like that, they don't give a rat's ass who, who marries who, and, you know, and I think that that's what turns them off from a lot of the politics And when you see people... Trying to infringe on other people's private lives. That's none of your business. And the thing is, is that that's the thing that really attracts, I see those younger voters as they see our social platform is pretty much be who you're going to be. As long as you're not hurting somebody else or taking their stuff, it doesn't matter because there's bigger fish to fry. Mm -hmm. And so, so that's the thing that I think that you could get them. In there, because you're going to look at like look at the Democrats and the Republicans will always argue about abortion. They will always argue about gay rights. They will always argue about gun rights. They will always argue about all these things. We're not arguing about these things. <laughs> yep. <We're>, we we want to get our national debt solved. We want to you know make sure that you know people keep more of their money.
1: There is a big split in the Libertarian Party or the Libertarian uh, world. Okay. Uh, about abortion that that is it that because a lot of a lot of people are like no because it is hurting a person a lot of a lot of people think that way i don't but you you do i do so there's there's a there is a big split there but look we're not fighting each other but some libertarians will die on that hill
0: and i think that that's a stupid hill to die on because the only way that you're going to actually do anything with roe v wade is for the supreme court to overturn it and i Mm -hmm. don't see that happening you know anytime soon no
1: and and uh, to be fair, it should not have been done in the court. It should have been. It should have been made a law, a real actual law, a legislative a, law. Like it should have been done through legislature. The, uh, the it can be done in in, in the courts first, and then it should have become a real law. But. Whatever.
0: But see, I mean, but that's, you know, I mean, but but what the main thing is, is that like they're not you're going to come in. I I would talk to a younger voter and say, guess what? When you run with the libertarians, you're not going to hear about all of that stuff. We think that drug prohibition is bad and they should just end the prohibition Mm -hmm. and end the drug war. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. Drugs are not going to be the issue that we're going to debate over. We're yeah. not going to debate over that. We're not going to debate over whether two gay people could g- get married or do whatever. You know, I mean, I'm just saying it's like we're not going to. And that's where I think it's attractive because this is where the education then can come in. Because now, you know, you tell them, look, at we got your back on this thing because these are the things we're not going to care about. I think that this is then a good opportunity to educate them on the economic issues because they're what they're not seeing. And I I could. And I know why they can't see it, but the, I, the libertarians' economic policy is basically get the government out of it, you know, and they're seeing, like, well, if that happens, what about this, this, and this, and this, you know, say mm-hmm. with health care, you know, even though we believe that every, we believe health care is a right, we don't believe that health insurance is a right, you know, but we can, there are ways, and we, I want to talk yeah. about set of the topics of making health care more affordable. That,
1: that, that's kind of, we need to have an expert on that. Cause that's yeah, that's I have, I have no fucking clue. I, you know what? I really do, I really don't <laughs> like, either. I I have to go to the doctor. I just pay out of pocket right now.
0: Yeah, and I mean I've been on my wife's health insurance for years, so it's you know. But I know that that's a big thing that they're concerned about, and mm-hmm. that's why you know you you have people who are graduating from college staying on their parents' health insurance until they're like twenty six.
1: Well, it, it used to be twenty one or twenty three. Twenty one, and yeah. Then, yeah. now
0: it's twenty six. But yeah. but the thing is, is that you have also like you know people in your group who are like younger, relatively healthy, and everything like that. What do I? I need health insurance for I'll it's a just...
1: it's a waste of money unless i get extremely sick yeah and based on and i, I did the math on it i had a deductible of fourteen thousand dollars i would need to get cancer for it to help me because yeah. like okay if i go if i go oh man i broke my arm go to urgent care that's not going to cover my deductible i have to pay for all that out of pocket and pay my premiums every month yeah
0: it's, that, uh, that's, that's, uh, that not a, that's not that's not
1: that's not affordable that's no. not what that is um, what I what I need help with is oh man I got strep throat I need to go to the doctor I need to get some um,
0: antibiotics or whatever yeah whatever
1: antibiotics they would give me I'm not allergic to any so whatever it is and and that's it like that's what I would need my health coverage for and that's why I usually just pay out of pocket and
0: I'm also going to admit with this and it's actually actually I will admit a little bit of privilege here is that because my wife who's a public school teacher you guys I, we got to talk I'd love to talk you guys. Should see what these teachers are dealing with. It's 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 admirable because everything is so up in the air with the schools and the COVID. But that's I'm not just. I, we've up to my wife we've here. talked about this before, yeah, just, yeah, like
1: music teachers that are having to teach science.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. This is you know, so they're going through a lot, right? now. But anyways, they still relatively they're, they're they get really good health coverage, and you know, with the amount, of, you know, especially in the last year and a half after I broke my back in my accident, i will bring that up again. You know, I've been making full advantage of. That health insurance, and I'm glad that I have it. You know, I Mm -hmm. don't know what it's like for somebody who. You know, comes out of college with several hundred thousand dollars or worth of debt and has to go into an entry level job with catastrophic health insurance is the only thing they can afford, you know. So, I don't, yeah, I I, I think we should discuss healthcare here because I think that's a big driver and that's a big issue that younger people are facing when they're coming out here. Yeah, we should,
1: we should do an episode. I I, I
0: really want to get somebody with an expertise because I will not, I'll screw it up (laughs) and I'll say something wrong. And I, you know, I'm going to admit there are some topics that I don't know enough on to really comment. That's one of them. But, If we're focusing on more of those issues, you know, like what I'm looking at, you know, uh, you know, like, hey, getting rid of, you know, say or the minimum wage requirements doesn't mean being paid for slave labor. And I can give you an example is that you look at a lot of these companies that are actually hiring people at much higher than the than the minimum wages. And I and this is the one thing that I this is why I say the market will actually correct this because I remember going in this area, this area and a lot of economically depressed areas, they're really good at having redevelopment summits and studies with consultants and stuff like that, that yield no results. Mm -hmm. It's just, they give you the recommendation and it makes for a good headline and then they don't do anything about it. But I remember this one that they had and there was a company that was here is no longer here. And I'm, You'll probably guess why when I tell you this was complaining about like they couldn't keep enough, keep workers at their plant to keep, you know, you, you know, they can't keep them employed because people keep leaving. Well, it turns out that they this company was expecting people to, to take nine dollars an hour. For standing on a factory floor with aerosol products for eight hours a day. Well, that's why you're not hiring anybody and you can't keep them. Who's going to work there in those conditions for that little? But you know what? Here's the thing you have these other companies that realize that you're not going to get good people unless you actually pay them a living wage. But see, that's one of the, you know, so, and so they are actually bringing it up because they know. You know what's going to, but it also you have will realize that if we get rid of a lot of the taxes and stuff like that, those hourly wages Yo, are going to go a lot if, farther. If than I you.
1: got $9 an hour mm-hmm. and paid zero in taxes and worked 30 hours a week, I'm pretty sure I could pay all my bills. Yeah. Pretty sure I could. And I think when you show
0: that, and you know, but the thing is, is that like I don't think that they hear enough about it because they all, they only hear about one side or the other where, uh, you know, the Republicans, you know, feel like, you know, that if you want golden health insurance and you are a single mother living on welfare, so you should just buy it yourself. That's stupid. You know, I mean, they can't afford it or anything like that. But to see, this is what opens up the conversation for things like this. It's going to be like, OK, we're going to show you, you know, how. So you you did. Yeah, I did you, the math.
1: I did the math. Uh, if I worked 40 hours a week right. and got paid. Uh, Thirty didn't quite make it, but if i worked forty hours a week yep. at nine dollars an hour and paid zero in taxes. That's fourteen forty. That's week. enough for me to pay a month for oh, a, month. a month. Yeah, right, it'd be great for a week. Um, that's my, I can pay month. all my bills on that. All my bills and put money into savings. So if
0: you do that, so but that's the kind of conversation I think that we need to have with those younger voters. Is I think we have to say, look at the, the, the you're being used as props by the Democrats and the Republicans right now. Here's a real solution here. And I think that they would look at... I, and listen, I understand their trepidation because they've all been a lot of them have been conditioned to believe that capitalism is meant just for a select few and it's always that one percent versus the 99 percent just gotta
1: it, you just gotta work at it a little bit
0: yeah i mean it's just that's all i mean they but the thing is is that it's like they're being sold this american nightmare basically that you're never going to make it it's never going to happen the system sucks the system you know and and they're facing the real world with that and so i'm you know i think that it's it's going to I think if you start getting, I've been seeing a lot, and I've been joining actually a lot of these groups where there's like these young radicals for liberty and and things like that, where there's these you know. Eh. There's a great site that I'm on called the Punk Rock Libertarians. And I mean, but this is what you're seeing. You're seeing punk rockers coming in there. You know, I mean, these radical youth are coming in there. One of these groups that's coming in there is for transgender rights across the board, but we're libertarians. Leave us alone and let us be who we are. And they're not afraid to stand up. And I'm like, yeah, start paying attention to these guys, you know, because I mean, guys is a general neutral term, but But I'm just saying, you know, like, you know, pay attention to what they're saying. Look at what they're getting up. They're just like, yes, we want our rights. And how can you not? You know, I need. we need to prop that up more. We need to stop dispelling this myth that, you know, libertarians, you know, just want the rich. It's only for the rich people. It's not.
1: We also have to stop naked people from running across the stage in our conventions.
0: Well, and that is actually going to segue into my next (laughs) point is that. You know, I, I I would love to actually be able to do one of these. Like, I want to do actually a show. I think directed just at millennials and Gen Z, and really break down how a libertarian economic policy. Will <laughs> should,
1: be. I, should have your kids on the show. Just you know,
0: they I mean... shut up, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my kids have actually over the years just have tolerated it, and now actually my son blames me for his activism because he said he said you taught me to give a shit. <laughs> I'm uh, like,
1: well, oh, uh, you're welcome. Yeah, there yeah. you go.
0: You know, so but, uh, congratulations, son. You're now. <laughs> Man, <laughs> <laughs> okay. but um, yes, I really think that the Libertarian Party needs to start dismissing you know, distancing yourself of these fringe type candidates. Look at Vermin Supreme for those of you who don't know who Vermin Supreme is, <laughs> it's a Gandalf looking guy who wears a rubber boot on his head and is promising a pony in everybody's home. Okay, he was third place in the balloting for the Libertarian Party presidential nomination. Okay. Guys, he's fun.
1: But don't don't give him your vote though.
0: Look, I understand that the Libertarian Party wants to be as free to me as possible. It is a
1: hilarious protest vote. I'll give him that.
0: It is. But it's just you know, but I'm just saying like you're legitimizing this guy. Yeah.
1: Will he give me a stable as well? Cuz if he gives me a stable.
0: And see, I don't know, that might be too statist.
1: I also can't have um a pony because of local codes, so.
0: Oh, well then it doesn't, you know.
1: Sorry, Vermin, you're not getting my vote.
0: But, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that, like, because what happens is, is that the duopoly in the media will take a guy like that. See, they'll write stories about when Vermin Supreme wins the Vermont state primary for, you know, president and stuff like that. That's when they write about the libertarians because they're just showing what a bunch of wackadoos, you know, they are. And I'm just saying you got to look at. Have your fun with them, but he's a fun guy. Make the memes. Make the memes.
1: The, the the real media does not need to give him any coverage. No. Memes will do plenty. Yeah, we'll just like, do absolutely jo- Joe Jorgensen had zero mainstream coverage from the, the three major—is it three major networks? Yeah, three major networks. ABC's not really a major network. Yeah, it is ABC. Is, is it really? Yeah. I guess for four major networks. CNN, well, MSNBC. CNN is cable. Oh. Networks
0: is ABC, NBC, CBS.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. the jargon doesn't make sense to me. That's okay. Because it's a— it's a physical network in my mind. Ah, um, but like any of the the mainstream news media, yeah. CNN, MSNBC, uh, ABC, Fox even, NBC, Fox gave her a little bit of time for the business end.
0: Business gave her a little bit, just because, a little bit, because Kennedy is a libertarian. Yeah, which, so
1: just just a little, and that was it. So she got where she got with memes. Yeah they were just going to basically
0: meme her way into the so White House.
1: And- Let's give the memes to Vermin Supreme yeah. and the naked guy. Yeah, and give give the real coverage to people that can actually affect. But you need change. to
0: stop having a convention where a naked guy can run across your stage. Yeah.
1: There has to be some kind of rule. If you're going to be in like um like and if you're going to be an anar- uh, anarcho capitalist, is that the term? Yeah, anarcho. If that's capi- what you want, that's yeah. that's not really going to be libertarian. Yeah, that's not libertarian. No, at all. go ahead and do that. You'll get three votes. Call it a day.
0: Yeah, I mean. Yeah you know they got to stop with this stuff the other thing is is that i really think that the candidate selection process needs to be streamlined now with the president's with their presidential nomination it's very similar to I mean most of the time most of it is just delegates voting that were that are sent from each state. There right. were a couple of states that had primaries and things like that where you know you determine a winner. But it's yeah. it's actually more more like the two main parties how they do the yeah, president. Like, like our
1: chairperson is sending our votes for us. Yes, yes.
0: He's sending the, you know those lot or you know those votes to certify at the convention. They're not whenever they do their now usually it's like in May they do their national convention. They didn't do it this year like every other party because it was just. But you know anyway so like they don't have a problem with. But the one thing that I don't really like about it is that the presidential nominee doesn't get to pick their running mate. Okay? So that's I don't like that. By, by balloting and look it, no offense to Spike, alright? he You know I, I I actually like the guy. I, I like his activism but he's a shirtless podcaster. You're not really adding a lot of legitimacy to, yeah. you know, when Jorgensen could have looked at somebody like larry sharp yep. or even jacob hornberger justin a just justin well Justin tried to get into the race and then backed out i think because it was too soon it was just like,
1: sure yeah yeah but yeah, larry sharp would be good because larry sharp has some national renown he really does he and really I, does he he's he's
0: different than a lot of other libertarian candidates i've seen pop up because like he stayed he's still campaigning I mean he's yeah, he was here out.
1: he was here a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To I, talk wh- to a dozen
0: people though, but came up from New York City to do it. I mean Yeah, he was, well
1: he I think he was in um he was doing what he calls the full sharp where he's going to every county. I yeah. think he was in Saratoga County before. So he okay. just came over here that time. Yeah, day.
0: they do those like in bulk. He
1: does like three or four at a time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got a lot of good ideas. He explains things very well, but he talks very fast. Yeah, he is um and i was able to i was able to get pretty much everything
0: but you're not right. going to find you know i mean you're not going to find him you know sitting shirtless on a podcast or wearing no. a boot on his head you know i mean the guys like that they're they're legit you know well he's not, it
1: was a marine right yeah, was, yeah he's he's, he's, a he's a little more respectable so,
0: so i'm just saying like you got to you know i think that you need to start seriousing up a little bit i and listen i appreciate a libertarian wanting to be the party wanting to be really the big tent party where everybody's welcome come on in here and you know what i support the kind of government that vermin supreme wants that allows him to walk around with a boot on his head and promising, you know, ponies to everybody. You know, I don't want to see that guy have his rights infringed on. He, I think he's a perfect yes, that guy deserves to exist and he deserves to have his, just like my favorite governor candidate of all time, the rent is too damn high guy. Yes. That guy was awesome. <laughs> like,
1: he was right. He is. Yeah, the
0: yeah. Rent is too damn yeah. high. But I'm just saying, like, you gotta, you know, I, I really want to see them get something a little bit more serious. And like, you know, the 2012, like, I reluctant. No, that was when I wrote in Rand Paul because I was like, I'm not go voting for Gary Johnson. He's a Republican light. He's a Republican who likes to smoke weed. And Bill Weld was a governor in Massachusetts. Yeah, he, he, he was he was
1: liberal. Yes, and, and and like not like for for liberty. He was a he was a little not status The word for him, maybe not quite,
0: not quite, but not really classically liberal, which is really what libertarianism, libertarianism is, is. is. Classical yeah. liberalism.
1: Interestingly, like Tulsi Gabbard is sort of statist, but trustworthy.
0: Well, and and, you know, very trustworthy. And it's easy, but the, the thing is, is that like, I think what the libertarians need to do is that I think there needs to be a little bit of understanding that we might have to compromise just a little bit. You don't have to compromise your core values But what we're pushing for at a given moment If you need to build a coalition Because I really think that that's what's really going to have to happen Is I think the libertarians are going to have to somehow Reach with disillusioned Democrats Who basically felt like the party just said Excuse my French, fuck you to every voter Who was out there protesting for racial inequality And stuff like that By by nominating and electing these two yeah. There's a lot of Democrats who are pissed off about that I can and they not, should
1: be I cannot believe the amount of people who don't care that kamala harris was his running mate it's a cra- couple couple of the more like angry liberal people I know I talked to them about it and yeah. They're like yeah I don't like that I, I am going to vote for him Because I want Trump out that, But true. I really don't like that No
0: because I mean the thing is Is that you know I mean And and you had I mean That was all the talking points For all the Democratic candidates During up to Oh we want racial equality mm-hmm. We want all this stuff And by the way it was Justin Amash Who's and actually I think it was Rand Paul in the Senate Who were actually pushing legislation To end qualified immunity Increase police accountability And, and stuff like that All great all things All great
1: things If we're going to have of a big government and jackbooted thugs like those cops. Yeah. They sh- we we should also make sure they're not being dicks to everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I
0: mean, you know, so so what I'm looking at is I, I look at some of those things. It's like, you know what? So here's your disaffected. I'm not saying that we would necessarily get the progressive in the far left, you know, like the leftist part of the, but you know, more of the actually, I think there are probably a lot more classical liberals, you know, in the Democratic Party who would you, you know. We, I think that we could convince to come, you know, come on board, and definitely the disillusioned Republicans who are actually really sick of Mitch McConnell and his ilk. They're not small government Republicans, you know. That's they're, they're, a lie. They're yeah.
1: they're just, they're big government just in different ways. You know, all right, this is interesting. We, uh, think about McConnell. I haven't seen enough belly aching about his, um, his confirmation of uh, what's your name to the Supreme Court. I have not seen enough people pissed about that while he didn't let Obama.
0: I think the, I think it was because it was and, – and there were some people who were really pissed off about that. I but I think people more. realized that it was like, oh, yeah, he did a really dick thing in against Obama, but now he's a hypocrite here. I can't stand Mitch McConnell. I thought him not putting well,
1: – I haven't on seen – I haven't even, even seen a lot of my liberal friends yeah. complain about that.
0: I think it's just more of one of those that, that, okay, she's there, because now they're talking about you know the stack in the court, which I, we could get into that another time because I – but I'm just you know, like that there, I think that that's what it is. Oh, we could now stack the court and which is not going to happen, but whatever. we actually,
1: we already did an episode on that. Yeah, we did. But we don't yeah. need to go back it. like three or four weeks. You'll see it.
0: Yeah. We did talk about that. So, but oh yeah. with the, Yeah. We did. When we talked about her. Yeah. You know, and I had concerns about her and everything like that. But, I mean, there's a lot of disillusioned Republicans anyway who see that. And I'm just like, you know, the party, the Libertarian Party could also reach out to them. Like, we really do want it to be small government. We really do yeah. want to be more business friendly. Yeah.
1: With the Republicans that like to tout themselves as the, like, the moral right. Yeah. Um, and then that kind of stuff happens with, with their leaders. Come on.
0: Yeah, I, look, at. I don't have, I. I don't believe that, you know, I do believe that it's unavoidable that people, their religious views are probably going to come into play, you know, a bit in their decision making, you know, from, you know, whatever a seat that they're holding and and stuff like that. So, you know what? Believe what you're going to believe and just make sure You know, the thing is, I find it really disingenuous You know, when I hear You know, these guys clamoring against You know, how same-sex marriage is going to cause this country To fold, in uh, implode upon itself But then they're out there having multiple Affairs and, you know, or Ripping off their taxpayers or, you know Like, totally amoral behavior And guess what? It always seems To happen when people start getting on a moral high horse That they discover, oh wait, you're No better than the last guy. See, that was One thing about the whole Trump with his scandal and stuff like that everybody oh yeah, yeah trump <laughs> trump played hush money to, because he banged a porn star and everybody was like yeah we kind of figured you <laughs> probably was, paid a lot of hush like, money to only one yeah only one <laughs> okay you know
1: that's that's not as bad as i expected. that's not bad you
0: know so i mean it was sort of like with him but you get you get some of the other ones that get all high and mighty and it's just like oh dude shut up you know and i don't think that they'll find that the libertarian party's not about that it's it's really what we're not about um so I, I, you know, that's I think also that Jorgensen in this case, if she had been able to pick her own candidate with better credentials, I think it could have been a, a ticket that was taken a lot more seriously. Again, no disrespect to Spike, he worked his ass off during this campaign. He really did. Yeah, saw him everywhere. She
1: should be allowed to pick her own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, and her I, agree prefer- with I can't that.
0: remember their names, but so doesn't matter. But I, I know that she had a couple of other people that she actually would have preferred. But, you know what, she, graciously she said that that's how the party selects the VP, then that's how we're going to go for it.
1: Now, how would that change? The next convention? Yeah, the... they would
0: just need to make a new, new rule at the convention that, the, you know. I mean, because the thing is, they don't vote on the delegates for Kamala Harris or Mike Pence. I mean, it was the Trump-Pence ticket, you know, yeah, so yeah. How, you know and You and, and honestly, I do think that sometimes it's become more apparent that a VP pick is actually going to be a lot more important going forward, you know, going on. Because, I mean, Trump needed Mike Pence.
1: Yeah. To carry the right. To rights. carry the right. Yeah.
0: I don't know how. Biden oh yeah,
1: it it's uh. Th- so we have an open convention. Is that what it is yeah. for libertarians? Yeah. I don't really like that. I,
0: I would just like to see it streamlined because I think that it would actually helping because you know actually these campaigns to get off the ground because you're not dealing with rounds of voting for like multiple candidates on a ballot. Just mm. get the president out of the way and do your thing. The one thing, like I, am also saying that anybody who's seriously considering a bid in 2024, they need to start campaigning now. And look at a lot can happen in four years, but it's only going to continue to get limited visibility during a local or during an election cycle, especially like a midterm elections. They're going to get ignored, you know, but get whoever it is. Like, honestly, Justin Amash is look at I've already said on other libertarians, my favorite ticket would be Amash and Sharp. That would be a ticket I would vote for all day long. I like Joe Jorgensen. I think that she has a great place to be, a voice in the party and everything like that. But if I had to choose, if I preferred a M.A.S.H. over Jorgensen, I actually would pick a M.A.S.H.
1: What's her doctorate in? Psychology. She's a professor? Yep. Psychoeducation. education Yeah. There you go. There you go. Betsy DeVos can move over. Yeah, please. Yeah,
0: that's one person I'm not going to be sad to yeah. see leave.
1: Wow, <laughs> one one of the few. One of the few. <laughs> there's a couple of them. Yeah, things. there's
0: more than a couple. But you know, I mean, the thing is, is that he's got the resources, visibility, and credibility to begin campaigning now. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the guy. I always, I've said this all along. Justin Amash was the only congressman in both houses who voted in favor of impe- impeaching Trump for all the right reasons. He was the only one who voted in favor of it for the right reasons. And you know what? He's principled he he is not afraid to take on the establishment and you know what he just basically could screw to the republicans and said you know what i'm not working with you people anymore if you're going to keep acting like this if you're going to keep propping up donald trump i'm not he's not going to work with them mm-hmm. anymore he
1: was done yep. so you know i was kind of disappointed that rand paul didn't do that but all right It might be. It might be.
0: Well, and I think the only reason why a mash kind of got away with it this year is that he wasn't going to be running again, so he can really just go out, you know, in a blaze of glory. But if you look at him now, I mean, he's still, you know, out there. He's still the drumbeat. You know, he's he's actually turned now his ire from Trump and it's turning it right toward Biden. So, you know, the thing is, is that a guy like that, that's the other thing is that the reason why you need somebody like him out in the forefront is because you're going to have to respond to every single Biden policy decision. You're going to have to respond, I think, when, which is what I think might happen is that they're going to invoke the 25th amendment against Joe Biden to put Kamala Harris in as president. But that's just, maybe it's paraplegic paranoid thinking on my part but I don't know it wouldn't surprise me it wouldn't surprise me and by the way if that actually happens I want people to think about this that your president of the United States could be somebody who didn't even win enough support from her own party to make it through the first primary yeah she dropped a that person could actually have the nuclear codes Think about that. Elections have consequences. Yeah. So, but anyways, but you know, he somebody like that, or even Joe Jorgensen, somebody like serious needs to come out. And they need to start hammering on that. They got to start hammering it, you know. So people will start to think, I wonder what the libertarians would say about this. I wonder what the libertarians would say about that. You know, just you know, you you get that out there, and like somebody, you know, I love the fact that Fox Business actually has Kennedy on it. She's a hardcore libertarian, and mm-hmm. I love that she owes it, you know, because you hear a lot about that on her shows and everything like that. It's 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 perfect. So You know, so that's why, you know, I really think that we need to take a look at that. Um, And then, you know, last uh, I just want to just get in here is that um, don't I really think that the Libertarian Party needs to stop hoping that the mainstream media will ever give them or any third party, uh, you know, uh, they're not going to they're not going to give them a fair shake. Okay, third parties will never get a fair shake from this from our, you know, from the mainstream media. But here's the thing. Well, until the libertarian forces, libertarians force them to get, take notice of their activities and stuff like that, and their policy positions and the moves. I think what they need to start doing is work your way around the media. And this is where I actually think the libertarians could take a uh, page right out of Donald Trump's playbook. Maybe not obviously like how he used the platform, but you know what? Donald Trump knew that he was never going to get a fair shake out of the media for anything that he was doing. And sometimes the Twitter was the only way that he could actually, you know, speak directly to the American people. I, you know what? Take advantage of that. You know what? Okay, I, CNN is not going to ask me what I think about, you know, this infringement on a constitutional rights. Screw them. Social media, that stuff. Mm-hmm. Get on all these. You know, for you got you got to actually b- bulldog your way into these yeah. things.
1: And it's not like they're going to be as rude and as no. as ban worthy as Trump is. No. Yeah.
0: But start, just start. I mean, just go right after. Take the gloves off. You know what? That's the one thing is that sometimes I think that libertarians are either trying to be too nice so that people won't think that they're wackos, or they're too busy infighting with each other that they're like, you know what? You got to take your gloves off and you got to start throwing punches. And I'm talking about haymakers because you need this. It's it this duopoly is killing the country. Is really what it's doing. And but the thing is, is that like here's the other thing that I think the libertarians need to start thinking about is if you're going to be bringing in. You know more millennial and Gen Z voters, which I think that's really the wave.
1: There's to get no, them in. there's no, um, there's no future for the party if that's not no, because they're, they're the future of the country, and that I want has to, to be. The future we got to play party. the
0: long game. You know, this is what I think about this being a long game is that those are they are not looking to traditional media outlets anyway. Yeah. They're, those are two groups of people. If you want to know why traditional news is dying, it's because of those two generations of people that it's happening. Oh, yeah, because they don't. Ha- and here's the thing. They don't read past the headlines either. I,
1: and I've never Charlie. I never bought a newspaper in my life. OK, yeah, <laughs> like that. So that. That's you know dumb. what? When our
0: papers started, when our papers that I worked for started transitioning online, I never rent the. I, I browse the print edition to make sure there was no major typos, but I read all the stories that I didn't see when I was there that night online. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the way yeah. that it goes. And I,
1: I, I used to have the CNN app years ago. I no longer pay attention to that either. The only time I actually pay attention to mainstream media is when there is some kind of an attack somewhere, because yep. like because uh, CNN has the best coverage. Oh yeah, for things like that. Um, and then the presidential election or a
0: natural disasters. Yeah, some, like something that we need to something something follow up on
1: because that kind of infrastructure is required to get that kind of information. But as far as being told what to think about things, I'd stop.
0: And I'm just saying, like, if you don't think that that can be, you know, successful, I mean, I'm, I'm going to name drop here. But look at Joe Rogan's podcast. I mean, this guy goes on for hours and
1: hours and hours. When he switched over to Spotify, the first one was like five hours long or something I like know. that. It was
0: nuts. He went crazy. But he gets a lot of – he's got a lot of followers. He's got a ton of followers.
1: he's worth $52 million last I checked. Yeah. That was before the Spotify deal too. He has the money to back up what he's doing, and he has a massive reach. And
0: and he's big on those third-way you know that's why he has. I mean, I don't like Alex Jones, and I think he's a conspiracy theorist nut. But the thing is, is that you have Joe Rogan smoking a blunt with him. You know, while they're doing the podcast, you know, and whatever. I mean, and they, they brings Elon Musk. I mean, he's he's somebody that I really think we need to get rid of the birthing requirement to be president. Because Absolutely, I would vote for Elon Musk in a heartbeat.
1: <laughs> Some people would hate him because he came because he came from money, things like that. Yeah, so what? But like, but he's an immigrant. So I mean, come on.
0: He's an immigrant who put a car in space.
1: Yeah and uh, what have you done (laughs) he put he put americans back in space from america yeah that's and and, well he also put some russians back in space from america like we're i know it's kind of nuts it's you know great
0: uh, you know but that's but that's you know
1: how do people know about him they know about him through rogan's
0: podcast you know that's what you know and i mean i'm looking at and even though i think he's a libertarian sellout but austin peterson is another one who you know was riding that libertarian train until he jumped off and got, you know, for for Trump this year for God knows why, because Trump is the antithesis of everything. That's why I don't really respect him that much anymore. Yeah.
1: And he's a a pro-life libertarian too. So he also didn't have a lot of the the left leaning libertarian support. No,
0: I mean, but. he's right, but he's got a wildly successful podcast, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, and, and if they're saying that, that means there are people who are either interested in the entertainment value of what he has to say or actually are really interested in what they have to say and probably believes a lot of it and holds those things as credi- credible. Yes. Same with Rogan. Saves so, but you know what? The thing is, is that those are those are two that's those two examples of those guys are going around major media outlets. They're good, I mean, they have name recognition obviously for a lot of this stuff and that helps but they're they're you know they're not getting any help from CNN or Fox or MSNBC to grow their audience it's all happening on social media it's all happening you know what I say get into it you know what get in front of it and start make yourself a parlor account libertarian parlor presence oh yeah. because I'm I mean actually I saw a me I think I posted it in one of my meme dumps but somebody had said that they were calling a parlor mind space <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah oh
0: i was love. but but i'm just saying if i mean people are going to be drifting away from those you know get out in front of it get a mewe page get a parlor just get out there link 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 just share everything the problem with
1: parlor is that it, it as soon as parlor like went live the the crazy alt-right ended up there yeah and like and now i'm like well i'm not even gonna bother looking at it
0: <laughs> no, I mean I don't have yeah. one either, but I'm just saying like you could actually I mean but I don't see anything wrong with taking advantage of it. You know, no I mean, if it's, it's there, there, use it. Yeah. You know, you know, use it. And I think that what you're gonna start to see is that you're gonna start to see, you know, like maybe these networks like they're you know, Fox obviously is never gonna put Joe Jorgensen on the air, but here's the thing Fox might put Justin the Mash on the air.
1: Yeah. -hmm.
0: But the thing is, it's also Fox Business put Joe Jorgensen on the air. So maybe one of like some of these networks, they'll they'll, they'll, like say, okay, we got to give them some notice, but like they'll be on our little like secondary station in the network or whatever.
1: ESPN 6. Yeah. It's the ultimate Frisbee station. The ultimate
0: Frisbee station. You'll get something like that, but at least it gets them on there, you know? And I just think that that's the most important, you know, thing is that you just, libertarians are very big on self reliance and doing things, you know, on their own and not needing outside help particularly from the government or anything like that to do anything. Well, you know what? This is really the time and it's a prime opportunity for libertarians to start doing the work that they actually say that they believe the America, you know, that if you want success, you got to work for it. I want to see you guys taking this seriously. I don't want to see, you know, if I got to go through in 2024 and I got to see freaking Vermin Supreme if he's still alive running Across the stage and stuff like that I'm kind of getting Ready to be like yo this is not You know take it seriously guys because You really have and I'm just saying I know this And I could see it in especially the younger People because they realize that They don't really give a shit about the Republicans or the Democrats they're like they don't represent any of Our interests they don't even know what we're into They think that you know we're ignorant Because we didn't read about it in the newspaper Well who reads a newspaper these days you know They read headlines on app alerts It's just, that's how it, you know, and you know what? I mean, I see some companies even doing stuff, which I don't really like, but you know, I mean, they're doing some TikTok stuff. They're doing some, you know, because that's whatever is the popular thing that, but you know what there's, I mean, I worked with a guy at one of the last of the newspapers I worked for, not this one, but the one before it in Saratoga. And he was in our company and he was downstate and he was somebody who actually just, when something new came along on a platform, he always tried it out because he was like, okay, maybe this will work maybe Uh, it won't work an
1: early adopter
0: yeah he really like i mean you know what he started putting his paper stuff on instagram he started doing snapchats with it he's you know facebook and twitter i mean he was even even tried to get it so that uh, their app could work with Google Glass like he actually mm. was trying out the Google. so and i mean i was like okay a lot of those didn't work but it's like at least you're making an attempt at it and you know that's that's actually trying to be adaptable this is what the li- okay basically the libertarians you're big on market driven stuff did the market is now primed for you guys to actually be a major player and i think that's going to become more pronounced longer that this goes on because trust me a biden presidency isn't going to be any better than a donald trump presidency
1: no they, like well um- they're just going to cover for him better it might be a little more stable like that maybe, maybe that's it like um, he's
0: not gonna be tweeting at three o'clock in the morning i mean that's right
1: yeah Yeah. it'll be a little it'll be a little more calm yeah a that's little about bit more it calm. yeah you're gonna and because the thing is is that and, and he does command some respect overseas like he does he does so th- so there's a little benefit there
0: yeah, I mean, you know what the thing is? Is that they always talked about the world leaders that hated Trump, though, and they didn't talk about the ones that actually really liked him, and a lot oh, more, except,
1: except for the North Korean leader.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you know what, though? I gotta Wait, tell he's you. He's dead, isn't he? Did he die? No, no. Oh, oh, they said he did, but he didn't. Oh, okay. There, there's that rumor that he died and his sister took over, who's apparently like Queen Cersei. <laughs> for any of you, so she those, sleeps and... with him? Well, I don't think that far, but she's like that <laughs> evil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Ew. But, you know, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, the market is right there now. And I just, you, you know, I'm I'm tired of the duopoly. I'm tired of just seeing this, you know. And, and, you know, the thing is, is that neither party represents anything that I really stand for either. So you know, I just I guess I kind of was just like, why am I going to bother with either one of them? It's a waste of my time. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, you know, so I, I, I'm doing my part here. You know, I know that there are a lot of you out there who, you know, are libertarian minded and are really sick of the. You know, the, the the same old, same old that we're going to get, because the fact is, is that, like I said before, there's not going to be much difference in a Trump and or a Biden administration. It's just going to be the same old kick the can down the road. Don't ever address any real problems. Just put Band-Aids on everything and, you know, make good speeches and trick people into thinking that you're actually working for a living when you're not. Um you know, I, I just, you know, I, I mean, I guess I'm kind of disillusioned with the whole process because I'm actually still pissed off that we had to pick between Trump and Hillary four years ago. And it's just like, oh, my God. And it was absolutely right. Like, every president that I've had in my lifetime has been, like, worse than the one before him. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, and I'm kind of getting sick of it.
1: The, so, the presidents get worse, but the elections get more important. They
0: get more important. Yeah. I mean—
1: i'm saying it as a joke every every election is important they are um but everyone's like this is the most important election of our lives like, you know of course of course it is
0: yeah but what, what what the big thing is is that people need to stop like holding being willing to hold their noses at the ballot box and say i don't want to really vote for this guy but i feel like i have to no here's the thing that you is, is that you don't and i'm i guess i'm kind of fired up about this too because i remember hearing so many people well i wish there were other choices and i would be like there are other choices You know there are there's a third person in there that you should vote for.
1: Google presidential candidates and you'll see it. I will give them. I'll give Google this. Google isn't stifling anything. No, they're not. And they're they're a super left company. They are, but they're just kind of like people want information. Here it is. Yeah.
0: Here's. I mean, and that's the thing. If you start doing searches for libertarians, it's not on Google. It's not going to be like criticizing them. It's going to be their main page, their Wikipedia entry, Mm -hmm. the candidates' pages. So like you know,
1: yeah, you can give Google shit for some other things, but like. Mostly for YouTube censoring and because it's all yeah, it's all connected, it's all the same company now, or now it has been for like ten years or whatever, but um
0: and they need to be treated like media and not tech companies i
1: think. YouTube should be treated like media, Facebook should be treated like ah oh, man, I don't know, I don't know about Facebook,
0: yeah. I think once they start, injecting I'm only themselves I'm only a the,
1: businessman when it comes to like yeah. audio, video, and photo. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I just what's think interjecting
0: on. themselves on determining like which political stories people see and which one doesn't sort of crystallize them as is...
1: that does kind of make the media and yeah, they're a tech company. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're so so am I. They're I own computers. the American dialogue though. I mean, yeah, that, that, that that's when it becomes a problem. That's when it becomes yeah. a problem. Absolutely. So, anyways, so those are just
0: some of my like final post-election, you know. Thoughts here. I mean, we all know that Joe Biden is probably going to take the presidency. Donald Trump is not going to actually formally concede, but he's just going to clam up and drift away a little bit. He'll probably spend more time in Florida and we won't hear from him for a while. And that'll be just fine with me. You know, so long. You know, I'm not happy to see it. But what I really want is I don't want to come back four years from now and hearing the same old arguments against (laughs) the libertarian candidates. I won't vote for a third party because the third party candidate can't win. But then, why won't you vote for them? Because they can't win.
1: I just had the flash of a nightmare that in four more years Donald Trump will run again. Because <laughs> they're talking about keeping him the face yeah. of the party. I don't want that. He won't. He won't win if he runs again. He won't like, get the nomination. Biden has to fuck up so badly for him to win. For Trump to win. Yes. Yeah. He has to. He has to do so so terribly for yeah. Trump to win. In another four years. Yeah, I'm not
0: saying that the Biden or Kamala Harris, who it is, they'll they'll be beatable in four years, but not if Trump is the nominee.
1: No, they have to do really badly. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Or the Republicans have to put up somebody that can call them way out. Really
1: poorly. Really poorly.
0: Eh, the Grammar just gets to me, so, anyways, well,
1: listen, oh, me too.
0: I really hope that everybody we're recording this before Thanksgiving, so I really hope that everybody enjoys their Thanksgiving. Play this,
1: this for dinner, play this podcast for dinner, yeah. Uh, so you all can have you know, uh, political arguments with your family. That's A- what Thanksgiving's abso- all about, right? I
0: absolutely in between, you know, my
1: only 10 people, though, you can only have 10 people if you live in New York, you can only have 10 people at uh, for Thanksgiving, so we're um, adhering to that yes we're definitely adhering to that we are
0: definitely adhering to it what cuomo says should be followed and not ignored we don't want his einsatz grouping coming to our houses
1: actually we have legitimately 10 people in my family yes yeah, like, so, spouses yeah. and kids but it's other people come to too. There,
0: But not, not everybody's
1: not everybody will be there
0: yeah. and we're having some but it's gonna be you know but 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 you know you know what I, I, this is actually what I'm going to be doing on Thanksgiving. Is that the last person I'm going to be thinking about is Andrew Cuomo? Yeah. I, I I'm going to be with my family. I'm going to be with your friends. We're going to be. eating. Is there, is there a Bills
1: game that day? No. Oh. Is there a game that day? Oh yeah, there'll be Thanksgiving Day games. There always day. Okay. Yeah. yeah. In the- front of nobody this year. Well yeah. There's always like, a, whenever it's not at my parents' house, we we'll go to Thanksgiving somewhere else. There's always a game on TV. Yeah. They. It used and it's to be just always two, and super. It's, three. it's always like super loud, and yeah. I'm like, cool. I'm going to eat my fucking turkey. I'm going to leave. Yeah. Um, I. Yeah. You
0: know, I I mean, it's my thing that I like to just you know pass out in a coma in front of a football game. See, my favorite part of Thanksgiving is that the late night leftover sandwich.
1: Oh, the cold turkey.
0: But yeah. I do. I put. I get a rye bread out, and I put. I put the turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, gravy, and cranberry, cranberry sauce yep. right on top of it. Mm-hmm. Pop it in the sandwich and. Oh
1: yeah,
0: I will actually legitimately go into a food coma, a major (laughs) one after it because it's just. But enjoy it. You know, this has been a rough year for everybody. But you know, I mean, there's still a lot to be thankful for. You have this show to listen to.
1: Yeah, and uh, give us your turkey sandwich recipes. You
0: know, turkey sandwich (laughs) recipes, and the person who gets the winning entry gets to make it for us.
1: Yes. Congratulations. Congratulations.
0: <laughs> You're going to be a winner, whoever it is. So anyways, for Jeff, I'm Charlie Crable. Wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.